Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. First off, let me introduce the stars of the show, Sheena. What's going on, everybody? Happy week before Christmas. And our favorite mass hole, Marco. What's going on? Just buried in snow over here. I know. You guys are freaking getting it up there, man. I am. I, I hope it stays up there. I am not a fan of snow. I've said it on the show several times. I, I just I don't like it at all. So you guys can keep that up there. Keep shoveling. Keep blowing. All the things. Yeah, it's been okay down here. It's been it's been cold in the mornings, but it's been warming up a little bit by the afternoon time. But yeah, I'm definitely not down for, for the snow at all. If we have our second straight snow-free year down here in Virginia, I'm good with that. Uh, I want to let everybody know that right before we went on air tonight, we have a new shirt that just went live on Pro Wrestling Tees. It's, uh, it's based on the classic Royal Rumble logo with the Chick Foley Show name, so definitely check that out on ProWrestlingTees.com and just search Chick Foley Show on there. Uh, if you buy them now, you still got time to to get them in in time for the Royal Rumble. But I imagine with everybody getting gift cards and stuff from Pro Wrestling Tees for Christmas, they're going to be backed up here shortly. So so go and get those orders in so you got a, a swag shirt to wear. And there's no bad the time to get a Chick Foley Show Rumble t-shirt if you're a Foley fan member because we do our 2K Rumbles all the time. So you got to have something swag to wear during, during the 2K Rumble giveaways. Yeah, and speaking of which, the Chick Foley Rumble 4 is going to be going down this Monday night. So... Uh, for those who don't know, it is a Patreon exclusive event. You got to be a member of the Facebook group to enter, but uh, you basically get to pick a wrestler to represent you, and then we simulate a Royal Rumble on WWE 2K and live stream it there in the Facebook group. It's been a blast. The first three that we've had, we got a custom championship belt that goes along with it, and we're going to be giving away a figure to the winner. Um, so definitely check that out. Chick Foley Rumble Four going down on Monday night. Uh, Sheena, tell the folks again about how successful our toy drive was this year. Yeah, you guys, I can't thank you enough again. I know we talked about it last week, but I just wanted to reiterate for anybody who may not may have not gotten to listen to last week's show. Thank you guys so much for kicking in and making this our most successful toy drive yet. We were able to donate over 450 items to Toys for Tots, which was amazing. They were so happy to receive all of that stuff. Um, they were blown away by, by the contribution that the Chick Foley community made. So thank you guys so much. I look forward to doing it again next year. And it just makes me so happy to know that we collectively were able to help so many families that are in need this year and help some you know kids wake up on Christmas morning and have a little holiday magic. Yeah, the Foley fam definitely showed out this year. And now we want to start giving some love back to you guys. So we're going to get the giveaway train rolling again. And we're starting it next week with a big one. On this episode, or on this show next week, we're going to be giving away the Blood and Guts AW2 pack of Cody and Dustin Rhodes. So, some amazing figures if you guys haven't seen them yet. And it's going to be really easy to enter. All you got to do is post a review of the podcast on iTunes. All right. So, uh, we're not even asking for a five star review. You know, if you think we're only worth one star, give us one star. Um, Whatever you think. I'm asking for five stars. We just want to get get some fresh reviews up there. So, so go on and leave a review on iTunes, and then you can uh, DM the screenshot to Sheena on Instagram. Um, if you've already left a review before, then go on and just update it, you know, because iTunes bumps those back up to the top of the queue. So, you know, change up the wording on a little bit and, and uh, drop us another review. Send that in. If you don't have an iPhone, you say, oh, I'm not on uh, I'm not on Apple Podcasts. I'm sure you have a friend or a family member that does have an iPhone. Grab theirs and take a picture of dropping a review on their phone. 
whatever you got to do, find a way to enter because it's going to be totally free to give yourself a shot at winning the AEW two pack. Uh, Sheena, tell me where they can find you out on social media. So you can find me always on Instagram at Chick Foley. Uh, you can find Marco, the MVP at Chick Foley show on Twitter. Um, and then you can always join our, our Foley fam over at uh, Chick Foley show.com. Yeah. And on the Patreon right now, we just dropped the Royal Rumble watch along last week where uh, we had a live watch along of the first ever Royal Rumble in honor of Pat Patterson. And we're going to make that a running series where we go through every Rumble um, from 88 to present. And then we've got Figure Friday starting back up this week. We're going to have uh, Figure Friday with unboxing of the Ultimate Edition Fiend and Hollywood Hogan. And then we're going to be unboxing the latest Elite Ricochet and Gronk. So definitely check that out and make sure when you're making your own figure purchases that you're using code Chick Foley at ringsidecollectibles.com, the number one retailer of wrestling figures worldwide. So with housekeeping out of the way, it's time to move inside the squared circle. Again, this segment is brought to you by Homage. Make sure you use the link off of the Chick Foley Instagram page anytime you're buying something from Homage to help support the show a little bit when you when you buy your stuff. They just dropped their first set of WWE Slam t-shirts. They so good. Yeah, these shirts are based off of the uh, the Team Select screen on NBA Jam for those, uh, those old school gamers. Very cool. It was the uh, Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan, the Hart Foundation, and the Bushwhackers were the first set of figures. So head over to Homage and take a look at those. And again, that's good. It's probably cutting a little close on the shipping time now, but it could make for a great late Christmas present for the wrestling fan in your life. So let's get started with the Chicks Top 6. And reminder, in two weeks, we will be bringing back the Chickies. So for the premium Foley fan members, stay tuned to the Facebook group because uh, the voting is going to start shortly for the different categories on that. So we'll start off talking about Kenny Omega's continued forays into Impact Wrestling. Uh, it's been announced that Kenny and the Good Brothers are going to be taking on Rich Swan and the Motor City Machine Guns at Impact's next pay-per-view, Hard to Kill, in January. Uh, Marco, what's your thoughts on this? Um, obviously, I'm a, a Kenny Omega fan, and I actually love the idea because I, I know a lot of people are figuring out like what his appearance was the first time. Was it just like a one-time crossover event? Um, apparently, it's... It's not. It looks like he's going to foray into kind of like a, almost like an invasion type of thing. Uh, and hopefully they can uh, do it the right way and not the other way that we've seen an invasion happen. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. I see the, uh, um, I didn't get to watch the whole episode. Um, I got to see the, the few clips of uh, uh, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers uh, taking out um, Motor City Machine Guns and, uh, it was a rich swan as well. Yeah. So yeah. it was, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm super stoked about it. Cause I mean, I, I think everyone, everyone's wanted like kind of like a crossover thing to happen, be it a WWE, AEW, which would probably never happen, but, but never say never. But, uh, this is the closest we're going to get right now where two promotions are going to, uh, swap talent. And, uh, I'm just looking forward to the day when like either the good brothers or rich swan, um, hops over to AEW and, you know, does the same thing. So, uh, next year's looking uh, looking good at the top of the year for um, for professional wrestling. Yeah, it should get interesting. Yeah, Sheena, where do you think we're headed long term with this? Like, do you think it's going to end up being uh, some sort of AEW versus Impact pay per view, or, or what's what's your best case scenario for how this this uh, angle is going to play out long term? I mean, best case scenario. I mean, I think you know 
if anything, it's just going to serve to, you know, improve impact ratings, bring impact more to the forefront to people who don't watch it. I personally, I mean, I don't add any more, I can't add any more wrestling into my repertoire right now. So I'm not going to be watching impact uh, on the regular, but it does make it interesting when you hear Kenny Omega is going to show up. So, I mean, you know, I do go find those clips online. I do find, you know, the, all the videos and stuff and go back and watch those segments and whatnot. But um, I think, I mean, again, I've said before, there's something for everybody in wrestling. I, I think that, you know, I'm not hating on impact. There's people that love the look of impact. They love the talent down there. That's cool. You know, I, I don't like to shit on any other promotions. Um, I just think that as far as where this is headed long-term, um, I can't see this being something that's like long lasting. I think it'll last for a little while. And then AEW is just going to kind of get back on doing their, doing their own thing. Um, what do you think? So, yeah, I, I'm really hoping that this is just kind of the first step in a lot of other cross promotion. We can see with AEW doing stuff with the NWA, um, with ring of honor, with new Japan. I, I think that'd really be the best case if we end up basically just having every single organization outside of WWE basically unified and doing a lot of cross promotion stuff. It could be cool. It's been interesting to me because um, in addition to Kenny Omega appearing on there, you've also had Tony Khan and Tony Schiavone doing these um, kind of like promos where yeah. they're basically trashing on impact. So it's that's what's kind of got me kind of confused. Like if this is supposed to be something where AW and impact are working together or if we're supposed to believe in kayfabe, at least that they're a rival um, organization. So uh, it's a little bit intriguing to me on that standpoint where we go, but it's still just weird because I think anybody objectively would have to say that AEW is operating in a whole different stratosphere than Impact right now. Yeah, but I mean, the, the thing about AEW, they have the platform to bring the other promotions, you know, into into the viewing audience's, you know, world, right? Like, I think there's people that just casually stumbled upon AEW. Maybe they were wrestling fans back in the day, and they just kind of found AEW on TNT, and they started watching that. And like, they don't even realize that there's so much other wrestling out there besides, you know, obviously WWE. So I think it's a good way to, you know, extend that exposure, help some talent really kind of get some shine. Um, and, I mean, I'm interested to see where it goes, but, you know, I, I'm not hopeful that it's going to be a long-lasting thing. Right, but at the end of the day, it's still Rich Swan coming in as your world champ. So I just, you know, I have a hard time seeing Rich Swan uh, be able to go at Kenny Omega in kayfabe or in real life. For that point, you know, Rich Swan's <laughs> about half the size of Kenny Omega, who's not True. a big guy anyway. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. I definitely would wouldn't mind seeing the Good Brothers and Young Bucks um, uh, match up in, in the squared circle on the big stage. That, that could be very interesting. Um, but I'm still kind of in wait and see mode on this uh, on this angle for now. Marco, are you watching cartoons? Um, yeah, a little bit uh, here and there. I think there's a commercial on right now. I was watching oh, something. I, was, <laughs> I, like, I, can totally, I can totally hear cartoons. I was like, oh my God, Marco's trying to rally his, or wrangle his kids while he's doing the uh, the podcast tonight, you know? I know. Which is totally fine. Believe me, I've had to wrangle my kids on, on numerous occasions while, uh, while we're recording. <laughs> All right. So we'll move to story number five on the Chicks Top Six. So during some media appearances earlier this week, Ric Flair let it slip that WWE is currently working on a physical Hall of Fame. So this is something that's been rumored for years. I think everybody has always kind of imagined what this could possibly be. Um, but supposedly it's going down in Orlando. Um, Marco, what, what's your take on this? Are, are you down with WWE's Hall of Fame going in Orlando? Is there a better place for it? What, what do you think about it? Um, I mean, the only other 
like better place would probably be like in like Los Angeles or something like that. But right now with everything going on, probably not going to happen. Uh, so Orlando is probably the best bet for them. Um, well, Orlando has, I mean, Florida has like the most lax uh, yeah. COVID regulations. You know what I mean? They're not <laughs> definitely, they're definitely not going to take their ass to California. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, Oh no, we see how you guys operate. We're going to, we're going to stay down here in Florida where it's just like the wild, wild west, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, I actually like it. I, I, I think we talked about this before, like a while back, um, about the Hall of Fame, and there should be a physical one, uh, mainly because like, when you go to yeah, when you go to WWE Access, they have that uh, they have those sections where you can walk through and see all the historical things. And that's only a small portion. I mean, just imagine all the stuff they haul out for Access. I mean, that's literally like just like a small like like bit of what is in the warehouse. You know what I mean? Like. There, you can, I can't even imagine all of the stuff that is that is hidden back there in the in the warehouse. So yeah, there should definitely be a hall of fame. And the cool thing about Orlando is that it's already a tourist draw. You know, I mean, you have Disney World there, which which by itself, I mean, brings people down to down to Florida. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's warm year round pretty much. Uh, I, I think Orlando is where it's at. Yeah, I, I guess my concern is just like the sustainability of this thing year round because obviously you're going to get a ton of people something like this on WrestleMania weekends, but um, I don't know. I just I wonder if wrestling is mainstream enough to to really make this a, a profitable enterprise if you're going to keep it in Orlando year round. You know, I don't know how many people on a random Saturday or or, or on their you know vacation are going to make time to go see the WWE Hall of Fame. So, um, but they could make use of it in other ways. You know what I mean? I think they could have matches there. They could do like legends appearances and you yeah. know have have wrestlers. Um, show up there and stuff like that and like host events. I mean, they could have like, you know, a rental space where you could like do your freaking WWE wedding reception. I mean, there's there's, the possibilities (laughs) are endless for like the ways to utilize this, this amazing space. So I don't, I don't think if anything, WWE can get creative. If it's uh, going to be in Orlando, I would put it like right next to the performance center if that's possible. So you kind of do like tag team tours, you know, you can see the hall of fame. Then you can also take a tour of the performance center and stuff like that. And we know that they can already uh, run matches from the performance center. So like Sheena said, that, that could be a good way to do special events from the hall of fame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would definitely be cool. They have more than enough memorabilia. I, I would love to go. It'd be a dream of mine to see this thing happen, but yeah. I'm just wondering, especially with the current um, environment with the pandemic, yeah, this is definitely going, the worst time yeah, ever. To I'm think just about wondering this. if this thing would be last. Cause I, I would hate to see this thing start up. And then, you know, after like two or three years, it's like, you know, it's like WWE New York and Times Square back in the late 90s that, that had a very short shelf life. All right. Story number four. After Kyle O'Reilly beat Pete Dunne on this past week of NXT to become the number one contender again, we're going to see the rematch. Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly part two at NXT New Year's Evil on December 30th. So uh, we know the last match, Finn Balor walked out of there with a broken job. Um, both guys really just beat the hell out of each other. Uh, what are you guys hoping to see in part two? Marco, I'll throw it to you first. Um, I'm ho- I mean, I'm hoping we don't see a lot of uh, UE interaction there because obviously they're all back together. They're back in action. Um, that could, That's a possibility. Um, Always a possibility with those guys. Yeah, where they're kind of, I'm not sure their faces seems like they are, but so that may not happen. Um, but I'm excited to see this match again. Um regardless of who wins or what happens. Uh, the first one was like a kind of like an underrated, like you didn't think it was going to happen. You didn't mm-hmm. think it was going to be like a good match at first, like a matchup. It's Kyle O'Reilly. Like you, you haven't seen him like really solo in the WWE. Um, but uh, I think it'll be another surprise and you definitely have to have something to offset what uh, AEW's coming with uh, next week. Cause 
that's that's quite a doozy for a main event. Um, yeah, yeah, Phoenix and Omega. Yeah, we're gonna discuss that one a little later on in the night. Um, I'm trying to see. You know, last time they pretty much had a clean match. I'm wondering what the swerve is gonna be this time. I feel like you know, I I don't anticipate it's gonna be just a straight up one on one match with no interference or anything. Again, you guys mentioned undisputed era. They seem to be just you know firmly in the the babyface category now. So I don't think they're gonna cheat. Um, I think I. I think that the Maca faction could could get involved because, you know, yeah. uh, Kyle O'Reilly beat Pete Dunne. So, I mean, he's definitely going to be looking for for a little bit of revenge. So I, I could see those guys getting involved for yeah, sure. Yeah, and that could be a good way for them to get their heat back after getting beat at, uh, War, at Games. War Games. Another thing I was thinking was Killer Cross. You know, he's got a match with Damian Priest that night. If he can, uh, or Carry On Cross, excuse me, I'm using his uh, Lucha Underground name. Uh, if Carry On Cross... Um, comes in and takes out uh, Damian Priest pretty easily. He could try to get right back in the NXT Championship picture quickly. So we could see him make an appearance also. We know he's got Finn Balor on his radar. Mm-hmm. Marco, who's your pick for the uh, the match? Picking O'Reilly or Balor? Ooh, um, I'm going to go Balor. Um, only because if, uh, if he does uh, cross paths with Karrion Cross, no pun intended because I said cross there, um, we'll probably see the uh, demon emerge. We haven't seen the demon in a while, and I think yeah. in order to beat Karrion Cross, if you are going to face him, you have to bring a uh, demon Finn Balor back out to play. So I think yeah. he's keeping the strap, and that's where it's heading. Brett, Brett will be thrilled. My son Brett will be uh, stoked if the ba- if uh, the demon comes back. That's his favorite. <laughs> that's his favorite version of Finn Balor. Uh, but yeah, I'm going with I'm going with Balor too. I just think, like you said, if if he's going to go up against uh, Karrion Cross, I think he's going to need to be as strong as possible. And you know, beating Kyle O'Reilly again would definitely be a good way to you know pave that path. All right, it's time for the chick. Foley show beverage break. Sheena, what are you drinking this week? I'm drinking um, once again the 19 Crimes uh, Snoop Dogg Cali Red. Um, it's so smooth. It's so good. I had gotten out of the wine game for a little while. Um, you know, just strictly drinking beer. Well, I got out of the whole drinking game for a little while because, you know, pregnancy and whatnot. But uh, I came back and, you know, I'm, I'm feeling this 19 Crimes. It's it's pretty reasonably, it's reasonably priced. It's smooth. Gets the job done. I'm here for it. Marco, what are you sipping on? Uh, same as last week. Uh, some uh, Imperial Stout. Uh, it's called Godmother Imperial Stout. Um, I do. Uh, I do fancy the the uh, 19 Crime Snoop Dogg. It's good, uh, yeah. So good. I actually bought. I bought two bottles. I haven't opened the other one yet. Um, but definitely gonna crack that open. I like having that as like a kind of like a a little night nightcap at the yeah, end of the I night. Yeah, I had. I did an Amazon Prime. Uh, grocery order today from whole food and um i had chicken in the in the cart and i had to get something to get put it over you have to get over 35 dollars to get like free you know delivery i was like let me just add this bottle of wine right here Why not? <laughs> uh, yeah it was uh, good good choice i'm keeping it simple drinking the official beer of the chick foley show miller white still got a got holiday got coddles of the uh the holiday coddles left over so i'm trying to finish those off all right let's get back into the chick's Top six. So number three, we got a little bit of a podcast announcement here. Forces aligning. This is basically like the Avengers assembling. We are going to be doing a fully posable invasion in January next year. We've been friends with Scott and Jeff for a long time. And uh, we're basically going to do like a like a home and home series like in college football. Um, and we're going to be appearing on their show and they're going to be p- appearing on our. So when we go on their show, we're going to talk a little bit about our history of 
wrestling figure collecting and just our overall collection strategies and, you know, our love of wrestling figures. And then we're going to bring them on our show to uh, talk about their love of uh, the actual product in the ring. You know, their their background is wrestling fans growing up um, and all that. So that should be a lot of fun. It's the first time we've done something like this. Um, and, you know, we've been listening to Fully Posable a long time since, uh, I think, 2016. Yeah. How, how did you discover them, Sheena? Because you're the one that originally turned me on to them. I, I can't remember who. I just happened to see it on, on Instagram. And I was like, holy crap, dude. There's like a the whole podcast about just wrestling action figures. And I had never seen that before. I mean, obviously, there's just a, a plethora of wrestling podcasts out there and podcasts about other things. But um, I had never seen a podcast strictly for wrestling figure podcasts. So, I turned Seth onto it and we started listening to it. And that was back in like the early, early days. Like, uh, what I think they came out in like 2015, right? And 16. Then, they came out and started 2016. I think they're, they've been around for five years now, though. Yeah. 16, Two, 17, 18. 19, oh, yeah. We're 20. going into 2021. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. 2016. So, yeah. We've been there since day one-ish um, and watched them grow and all that stuff. So, yeah. We're super excited to collaborate with those guys. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Scott and Jeff are the best. We actually met, met Jeff up with them, yeah. at uh, WrestleMania 33 in Orlando, him and, and Celeste. Celeste. Yeah, and we basically were running into them all weekend long. So looking forward to that. Stay tuned for details. We'll get the exact dates out uh, as soon as we get them firmed up. Marco, are you looking forward to going on Fully Posable? Oh, of course. Yeah, those guys, I mean, they, those are great guys right there. Um, I actually found them through... Uh, through you, Sheena, through the Chick Foley page, actually. So when I was a mere infant, uh, <laughs> before I uh, grew up and <laughs> actually is on the show. Now you're uh, a real boy. No, I'm a real boy. No, but yeah, uh, uh, no, they're they're a great listen. They just they just wholesome guys. I mean, yeah, is it's the most wholesome. They're, 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 yeah, the most. They, I don't even think they curse at all, really, on their show. That's how wholesome they are and they, they got into it they're they're in a um a more pg-13 era now um they used to be they used to be yeah. super, super family friendly and i think they they've loosened the reins a little bit they're a little bit more uh you know pg-13 but uh yeah we love those guys if you haven't listened to the episode i can't remember what it is we'll have to remind everybody we'll find it but there was an episode that they interviewed their parents and their parents uh. just talked about like you know their their love of wrestling figures growing up and taking, you know, Scott and Jeff to all the toy stores. And like when they would go on vacation, the mom would like put the wrestling ring in the middle, in the back of the, you know, uh, car and like have to put all their suitcases and stuff like around it. And it was just, it was literally like the most wholesome interview I've ever heard in podcasting. So super, super awesome, super fun. Um, we, we just love those guys. All right. Time for number two on the chicks top six. So, uh, we know last time NXT ran a special event on Wednesday night with Halloween Havoc. They beat AEW in the ratings. So NXT, you know, as soon as NXT announced New Year's Evil on December 30th, we knew AEW was going to come with something to counteract it, and boy, have they. So uh, Pac came out on Wednesday night, made the good point that Kenny Omega kind of got a free pass to the finals of that number one contenders tournament because Phoenix got hurt and was unable to compete. And now it has been announced that on December 30th, Kenny Omega – and Ray Phoenix will be going one-on-one for the AEW Championship. Um, Ray Phoenix is without a doubt one of the top three or four luchadors in the world right now, and I have no doubt that this match is, is going to be probably a late entry into the match of the year category. Um, Marco, what, what's your thoughts on this one? How do you see this one playing out? Um, I definitely see, obviously see uh, Kenny Omega keeping it. Um, it's definitely going to be, like you said, definitely one of the uh, uh, late five-star matches if you want to call it that, at the uh, just at the tail end of the year, um, is that the episode where Snoop Dogg's doing the 
um, commentary no, the at the week, next one. That's so, the week after. Yeah, Snoop Dogg's uh, going to be on January 6th. He's yeah, going to be on. Yeah. They're making it the new, I think they're called New Year's Bash. They're it's making like three it a. Episodes. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be a two or three episode thing, but Snoop Dogg's going to be on the January 6th episode. Yeah, but I'm actually looking for that. I'm looking forward to that as well. Because if you've, we didn't talk about this uh, or get to talk about it, if you watch the Roy Jones Tyson fight, his commentary pretty much overshadowed that whole. That whole pay per view, pretty much. Yeah, I love his commentary on uh, he's hilarious. knockout. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, def- I'm definitely. Uh, uh, see, that's the thing. I think I alluded to this earlier. Like, I'm gonna definitely be either flipping back and forth or having two screens running because definitely want to see Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor. Uh, mm-hmm. But this match might take my interest a little bit more, only because I know it's going to be probably one of the craziest matches you're going to see at the end of the year. Yeah, it should be insane. I, I got a feeling we're not going to get a uh, a clean finish just because, you know, Kenny Omega is basically feuding with everyone right now. And then Ray Phoenix and Pentagon, they, they got their issues with Eddie Kingston and his whole crew. So there's a whole lot of room for shenanigans. But in the meantime, like, yeah, this has definitely got the potential to be the best in-ring match that, that we've seen all year. So I, I can't wait to get it. You know, Kenny Omega and Pentagon's match in the tournament was awesome. And I think Phoenix is a little bit better than Pentagon in-ring at this point. Yeah. So it should be pretty insane uh so out of the two matches which one are you more excited for sheena uh omega and phoenix or Balor and o'reilly uh i gotta go with omega phoenix man i think they're just gonna tear the house down i mean i just want to I mean, piggyback on everything that you guys just said um obviously kyle O'Reilly, i mean we've already seen it once uh you know with finn and o'reilly there i mean it's gonna be great but i have to if i only had to pick one to watch i'm gonna pick omega and phoenix marco omega phoenix all right, I'll be the uh, the outlier. I, I still would rather, if I could only watch one, I'd still pick Balor and O'Reilly just because as amazing as Omega and Phoenix is going to be in-ring, I still have much more of an emotional connection with, with Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly. So, and at the end of the day, it's the, the, I'm still all about the stories over the in-ring action. So, But it's a treat for us. It's a hell. It's going to be a hell of a night of wrestling, and I'm just it's just awesome that we're getting it on free TV. All right, and without further ado, we kind of rushed through the first five so we could save plenty of time for this. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! All right, we have the new defending champion, Marco, trying to make it two straight shows where he successfully (laughs) defends the Chick Foley Show Prediction Championship. Sheena added just a a reign of terror with the belt, but it's finally... (laughs) It's finally come to an end, and now we have it. Six matches on the cards right now. As always, if, if any additional matches get added on Friday night or on Saturday via social media, uh, we'll, we'll get those updated predictions out via uh, Sheena's Instagram story on, at Chick Foley. But let's get right into it. First match. The New Day. Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods defending the Raw Tag Team Championships against Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin of the Hurt Business. Sheena, what's your pick? Man, I gotta go with I gotta go with the Hurt Business, man. We've we've seen New Day beat the Hurt Business a couple times, but I think I think this is where they're gonna get their come up in dude. I think uh I think the Hurt Business is going home with the belts. I'm going with the Hurt Business. Marco? Yeah, <clears throat> I'm 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 high on the Hurt Business. Um and they're I think they're definitely gonna win uh the titles this time. Uh, I think they were just, you know, they had those series of matches that establish um, them as a as a tag team contender to to the new day because um, mm-hmm. you, you you need to build that opponent up before before they can see them as a threat and obviously the hurt business is a threat 
um, in that sense. So I think uh, I think the title's changing hands that night. Wow, both people picking it, both you guys picking a uh, title change. I think I think New Day's going to retain. I think we may end up see, may see Biggie um, come out and give him the assist. You know, get a little bit of a little mini New Day reunion action. Biggie's not on the card anywhere else as of right now, so. Uh, but yeah, should be a great match. Every time those guys have got in the ring together so far, it's been awesome. All right, next up, rematch from this past episode of SmackDown. Sasha Banks defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Carmella. Marco, you're up first. Uh, I got to go with the blueprint, Sasha Banks. I don't see her losing. Hopefully not. Hopefully I'm not eating my words. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I think she's gonna. I think she's going to retain. I think they... You know, they kind of have Bailey as like a kind of like a put over person now with uh, um, uh, Bianca Belair and stuff like that. So I think they, they need a, a lady to uh, go into the new year as as a SmackDown Women's Champion to be a possible contender to whoever wins the Royal Rumble next year. So um, I think she's keeping it. All right. Sheena, your pick? Yeah, 100 percent. I'm going with I'm going with Sasha Banks. Um I mean, Carmella's good. You know, she she has she has her fair share of accolades. Um, I I'm not feeling her new character. I'm just I, for whatever reason, it just doesn't resonate with me. Um, and she, I just don't feel like it's been she has been given a long enough storyline to come in and beat Sasha Banks, who was literally like the top star of 2020. Her between her and Bailey, like they literally led the women's division and the freaking you know ratings for WWE. Uh, for the entire year, pretty much. So yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's gonna be Sasha Banks. They they put way too much time, energy, money, and everything behind Sasha Banks to have her lose to Carmella. Yeah, I agree. Unless they're just going for some kind of crazy swerve, it doesn't feel like Carmella is at the level to be able to knock off Sasha Banks at this time. All right, TLC match for the Universal Championship. The Tribal Chief Roman Reigns defending against Kevin Owens. Sheena, you're up first. I mean, is anybody picking against the Reigns train right now? I just, I like, I can't imagine that there's anybody out there that thinks Roman Reigns is going to go into Rumble season, which is going into Mania season without the the Universal title. I just don't, I don't see it happening. I don't necessarily think it's going to be a clean win over Kevin Owens. I definitely think that you know maybe Jay gets involved or something, but um, I, I, I got to go with Roman Reigns. Marco, oh yeah, I mean. Roman Reigns, of course, he's he's definitely uh, he's having the uh, the half year of his career right now, and I think um, what I think is going to happen is going to look like he's going to lose because I think you are right. I think Jay's going to get in there, get involved, but it's kind of going to almost almost cost uh, Roman Reigns a title, but not just not just enough where he's going to lose it. But um, I mean, Kevin Owens is a threat. He could easily take that title if he wanted to. He's he's a crafty. Guy as well. He's kind of hailish in his way. Former so. Universal Champion. Yeah, I mean, former. Yeah, former. I mean, he did win it by shenanigans as well. So yeah, I mean, that coming. really don't matter, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, definitely Roman Reigns. There's no much like as much as much like Sheena when she would pick Seth Rollins to win every single match on these predictions. It's going to be the same thing with Roman Reigns for me. Yeah. He's not losing. I uh, in, in kayfabe, yeah, I agree. I don't think Kevin Owens is touching Roman Reigns right now. But one thing to note, Raw did have the lowest ratings of all time in the history of the show on Monday night. And supposedly um, Vince McMahon is just really upset about it. And they're going to be making a lot of reactionary decisions. 
So I wouldn't put it past him to take the belt off Roman and set up Roman for a big chase going into WrestleMania. You know, that's when in doubt, have Roman Reigns chasing for the title. Um, I, I could see him possibly going back to that formula. So that that's the only thing that makes me, that's the only possible way I see KO beating him is if they're just looking for something to create some buzz to get people's eyeballs back True. on the True. I feel like that's going to make Roman lose a lot of steam if he's like chasing KO for the. Yeah. I don't know. True. I just feel like, I feel like he has to be on top. Um, I see where you're coming from. I think. I had that same thought, but I I feel like that's going to be the the situation for a different match. Like I, I was thinking that for another match on the card, like they're going to just like change change hands um, to get some some eyeballs on Raw. All right, <laughs> Sheena hitting us with a tease for a later prediction. Yeah. Well, you know what? Just to piggyback off of Seth, you are right. They could go that route. Uh, they could have him lose, um, and then he doesn't have to chase Kevin Owens. He can chase someone that he beat already for a title. And that's Drew McIntyre. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of but that's ways if Drew. Go. Yeah, well, well, we'll talk about that. But yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I, I just think they're going to keep pushing Roman as as high as he can go, dude. I just can't think. I, I can't imagine a world where they're going to take their foot off the throttle. Well, the thing Reigns. is, like Marco's kind of alluding to, if Roman loses the the Universal Championship, that frees him up to come over to Raw. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, he is he is the biggest star that they have right now in the whole thing. I'd say it's. There's not even else even kind of sniffing where he's at as far as being a mainstream star right now. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that's the only thing that makes me think like this is a, a match. And it's a TLC match. So there's a lot of different ways you can go where he could lose um, and, and not necessarily really take the loss. You know, it's a lot of screwy finishes you can do in these matches. So, yeah, it's just one to keep an eye on. I got a funny feeling they may try something with Roman. If, they, if they're really looking to shake things up, um, that's the spot you want to start at because he's definitely the guy that moves the needle for them. All right, so we'll move on. To the women's tag team championship match. This one should be pretty intriguing. So we got Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, who have had a pretty solid reign going since they won the belts, going up against Asuka and a mystery opponent since Lana was taken out. So, Marco, I'm asking for your prediction and who the mystery opponent's going to be. Oh, geez. Uh, do we get double points? <laughs> this will be the tiebreaker if you get the mystery partner right. Um, so I see a lot of people, including you guys, thinking that uh, Charlotte or someone, I think someone said Ronda Rousey, is going to show up. I think neither one of them are showing up. Um, I think it's either going to be, wow. I think it's either going to be, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, Mandy Rose or um, Dana Brooke, like one of those two, that are going to show up as our partner. Uh, wet fart of the that night. would be the wet fart. I mean, I like both Except of them. Gonna, but, yeah, well, I, I, one's going to fake injury and come back. That's the only, there's no big, they're not going to, I mean, I could be wrong. TLC is not a pay-per-view where, you have all eyes on it. Like this is like a kind of like a Passover um, uh, I, pay-per-view. I, I get that. But here's my thing. They have literally put Lana on our TVs for months. Like they have, they have like given her so much TV time. They put so much behind her. They, they freaking made her the sole survivor at survivor series. And then they just like take her out of the match, which is whatever. Like I was kind of pissed off about that. Not that I love seeing Lana. I'm not, I'm yeah. not the biggest Lana, you know, fan in the world, but I just think like, why did you even spend all that time and energy just to like write her out of the match, you know, write her out of TLC. Um, if you're not going to bring back somebody like super mage. So if they, if they wrote her out of the, of the match and they're going to bring back Dana, they're going to bring Dana Brooke in here. Like, come on. Like that's a no go on a pay-per-view television. No, I think, I think Marco, you made a good point where you said it could possibly be Lana coming back. That that's my worst, my, my worst fear for this match. Like the darkest timeline for me 
is the match starts up. Oscar has no partner. And we do the standard like, oh, you know, we don't even know who her mystery partner is. Yeah, Lana and shows up. She's finally in trouble. All of a sudden, Lana's music hits and Lana comes out. And she was yeah, that's partner all along. Like, I, I could see them doing They've done stuff similar to that before. Um, I really hope it's something better than that. You know, Charlotte would be cool. Ronda Rousey. Are people actually talking about that? Is that is that something that's being discussed? Yeah, I've seen I've seen it in the Twitterverse. People throwing uh, Ronda Rousey's name. But that, she'd be opposite of of uh, Shayna Baszler, which is our bestie. So I don't see that yeah, happening. I feel either. like if Ronda's making a surprise return, it's going to be at the Rumble. Yeah. Uh, I, I, the, I, I really, to me, I think it's going to be Charlotte. That's I what I think I, it's going to be Charlotte. And I see it start planting the seeds for Oscar versus Charlotte at Mania. Yeah. That, I mean, that's the other thing. Like she, she hasn't won the tag titles yet either. Right. So like right. Uh, Charlotte, so that, that's a possibility. Um, I am, I am picking Oscar to win. I'm not sure who her partner is only because I think, uh, Nia Nia and Shayna had their run already with the yeah. titles, and it's kind of like going nowhere. So I say throw them on Asuka and whoever her partner is. So who's your final pick for her? Who's your official prediction <sighs> for her partner? Oh my god! Uh, we'll go. We'll go. I'm gonna go Lana. We'll go Lana just to just to be opposite. But I am picking Asuka to win. Okay, I'm picking Oscar and TBD as well, um, but I I think it's going to be Charlotte instead. I think Charlotte is coming back. I mean, it's you know, Rumble season is upon us, Mania season is upon us. Um, it would be no better time than to bring Charlotte back. I mean, I can. I mean, obviously, I could totally see them bringing her back as a, as a surprise entrant in the Rumble, which would be super awesome. But I mean, without real a real audience there and stuff like that, I think it's not really going to make that big of a difference um, whether they bring her back now or bring her back for the Rumble. So yeah, I'm going with Asuka and Charlotte. So I think Charlotte's going to be the mystery opponent, but I think Nia and Shane is going to win. I think Charlotte's going to come back. And then at the opportune time, she's going to turn on Oscar and, and take her out, cost her the match, and get the ball rolling for Oscar and Charlotte at WrestleMania. I could see that. Yeah. All right. So up next, we're not really for sure what kind of match this is going to be. Um, WWE announced today that the Fiend versus Randy Orton match is going to be a Firefly Inferno match. So in my mind, I'm kind of picturing a um, – like a cinem- like an inferno match, but done as a cinematic style. Um, that that's what I'm thinking. Obviously, who knows? Um, Sheena, you're up first on this one. What's your uh, what's your pick for this match? <sighs> so, I I'm gonna go ahead and say that the fiend wins. This isn't a match that I'm like super super hype on. I I don't know. I don't know what it is that hasn't got me really excited about this. Maybe um, because we saw this match in person at WrestleMania 33 <laughs> and it stuck up the joint. That is so true. That is so true. Um, <laughs> I, I, all I could think about is um, those uh, those projections onto the ring. You know the the bugs and the See, worms. I actually, and- I actually thought that was kind of cool, but it was just like. It didn't have anything like Randy Orton didn't sell it at all. Like I think the last time True, they did it, Randy yeah. Orton got up and just gave Bray Wyatt an RKO and pinned him right after. <laughs> so um, I'm gonna go with the Fiend is gonna win this match. Um, I don't know what a what a Firefly Inferno match is. I I don't know if it's gonna be the full cinematic experience or if it's gonna be more of like a, a greatest match ever type of experience where it's just like pre recorded and they do some cool like cool cut ins and shots and cameos and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I'm going with the fiend, Marco. Uh, yeah, I'm going with the fiend as well. Um, only because he Randy already beat him in in that type of match that they had the uh, 
what the heck what match was that when he was Bray Wyatt, uh, the Hor- House yeah, of Horrors Hors- match, whatever that was. No, nah, um, Bray won that. Remember, they had uh, Luke Harper came back and interfered at the end. Did he? Yeah. So remember, Randy Orton, like I think Randy Orton threw him in the refrigerator, threw a refrigerator on top of him, and then for some reason got in the limo to ride back to the arena. And uh, he, for for whatever reason, he came in the ring, and then Bray showed up, and Luke Harper came out and helped Bray pin Randy. Oh, okay. Well, he's winning anyway. Was, the Fiend's that was, winning. That was like the original cinematic match. Wow. It's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I didn't even, yeah, that, that match was god-awful. And he's kind of, I mean, the Fiend is undefeated in cinematic matches anyway, so yeah. I'm going with the Fiend. Yeah, what do you have? He had the Swamp Fight with Braun, and then he had with the, the Firefly, uh, Firefly, Firefly Funhouse, Funhouse match. match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, maybe, that's why, like I said, I'm, I'm thinking this is going to be a cinematic Inferno match, which... You know, if it's a true Inferno match, that means that you got to win by setting your opponent on fire. So Yikes. it'd be interesting to see how they pull that off. If maybe if, if Randy comes out in street clothes, that's going to be the big tip that uh, yeah. he's going to put on fire. But uh should be interesting either way. You know, it's it's another new match that we've never seen before. We saw the, uh, you know, we got to see an eye for an eye match earlier this year. And no, it was, <laughs> that was a five-star classic. And oh, yeah. now we're getting uh, yeah. Firefly Six stars. Six stars. Yeah. All right. And without further ado, it's time for the main event. TLC match for the WWE Championship. Drew McIntyre defending against AJ Styles. Marco, you're up first. Ooh, oh man, this is this is this is tough. Um, so this is a uh, so I, I love the uh, the Charlotte coming back. That's a big surprise, but I think the big surprise is Drew's going back into next year. Strapless. I think AJ Styles is taking the title from him yeah that was my prediction too i think this is where they're gonna shake things up um you know because of the the piss poor ratings from this past week i think they're going to take the the um you know vince is always have to, has to have a sacrificial lamb you know what i mean so in his eyes he's like oh god goddamn drew's the the champion so uh you know that's gotta be why the ratings are shit so he's gonna yep. go ahead and uh <laughs> swap it and give it to AJ Styles. So I, I can totally see AJ Styles winning this and AJ Styles is actually my pick for this match. Yeah. All right. So did you guys pick the same people for every match? We did. I think the tiebreaker is going to be who comes back to. All right. Um, so yeah, the mystery just, opponent for Asuka is going to be mm-hmm. the uh, deciding the tiebreaker. Factor. So Marco had Lana, Sheena had Charlotte. I think that's definitely the two most realistic picks. So that's what to keep your eyes on. The, uh, the Chick-fil-A show prediction championship hinges. On that one, uh, yeah. that one spot. You, on I was gonna card. say, doesn't it always usually come down to tag <laughs> matches? Like, like one or two matches. Yeah, like you know, the, the tag matches are usually the ones that have a, a little bit more stakes to them, and it's always like the most random matches. The tag matches usually got the most variance too. They're the most fast and loose with the mm-hmm. uh, tag match. Like you can see the tag mat, the tag titles just change on a random episode of Raw, True. just because if they, if they just feel like, hey, we need to get a title change on the show, that's usually the one they go with. All right, so that's it for Chicks Top Six. It's now time for Go. Figure. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Go figure is where we discuss the latest in wrestling figure news. We'll talk about our most recent additions to our collection. This segment is sponsored by our good friends at Ringside Collectibles. Make sure you guys are using code Chick Foley for 10% off all your purchases there. Marco, take us away with figure news. Oh man, big announcement! Um, yeah, it was there was there was rumblings of it of uh of it happened earlier in the week. There was pictures floating around, and you know a lot of people wanted to wait for the the actual confirmation of this thing happening. But uh, 
it actually happened. And as soon as I think we, uh, as soon as I posted, I think on Twitter, I was like, oh, I can't wait till they put this up on uh, Ringside for pre-order. And I go to Ringside, it's already up for pre-order. Yeah. <laughs> so that was fast. Uh, but I yes, was like, so- yeah, I was like freaked out because Seth was, <laughs> Seth was on duty, so which means he has to work and like work overnight. Um, and I was you know, taking care of the kids by myself. And so like all, all of a sudden, I just like checked in because, you know, I don't get to get online that much. So I like checked in and all of a sudden I was like, oh, my God, the pre-orders are up. And I was thinking <laughs> like it's already going to be on like pre-order seven. Uh, and so, yeah, but I, we actually got to get them in and it, we got them in in time. So everything was, was good to go. We got everybody that we wanted. Marco, yes. you said you ended up getting the whole set yeah so uh um, yeah so aw unrivaled uh series three is up for pre-order at ringside obviously use code check foley foley for uh, 10 percent off your order can't even talk tonight um but yeah i got i got everyone um can't no band left behind um yeah i like your style we got everybody except Pac. i felt like the Pac figure was extremely similar to the elite 55 neville that came out. So I went ahead and passed on that one. You know, maybe once it, everybody gets it in hand, it'll be the most incredible figure of all time. And I'll be, uh, I'll be regretting it. But yeah, we, we got five out of the six. Um, yeah. I'm really kind of starting to get some, uh, some anxiety even before these things start hitting the pegs. Cause that chase Darby Allen is incredible. Yeah. I, uh, I really, that's the first chase I've seen that I'm like, okay, I need that in my collection. So I'm definitely going to be, um, you know, watching like a hawk if ringside doesn't need drops just on the chase, or if not that, then I'm gonna have to be just checking Walmart like every single day, hoping that thing shows up at yeah. my uh, my local Walmart. Yeah, yeah. Um, I posted on our uh, Twitter uh, when they announced that I posted a picture and everything, and um, I said uh, my early faves personally are the the Orange Cassidy and the Darby Allen, um, mainly because yeah. Orange Cassidy with the hands in the pocket. The pockets are so, so sick, like amazing, dude. Figure of the year already for next yeah. year. I, I love it. I love I love his sneakers. I love the little hole and with the patch with the tights underneath, like the the soft goods denim jacket. The orange Cassidy figure is just amazing. Yeah, he has the uh I think he has the thumb too, like the Yeah, the lazy thumbs up is there. It's it's like I said, figure of this year and next year. I I, I don't know if anything's coming out that's gonna be better than that. We'll see. But, yeah, um, it looks like the the jacket and the shirt are like one piece. Like it's like the it's got a sh- it's like a t shirt front, and then the the jacket is actually just like the back of the shirt. So it's not like two separate soft good pieces. So you don't get like a t shirt and a denim jacket. It's all one sewn together piece. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. The uh, so awesome. Uh, there were a lot Z- of folks that uh, were concerned about the articulation on Orange Cassidy if he was going to have full motion of the hips and stuff and um magic the guy that's actually the figure sculptor for these he came out and said that yeah he does have full articulation in the legs so i don't know exactly how that's gonna work just from looking at pictures of it i don't know if maybe the uh maybe like we because we haven't seen a picture of him from the back so i don't know if maybe like the top part of his jeans um like comes off or not yeah it looks like they may be detachable or something i'm not sure how they're gonna work it where he's still gonna have full articulation because if you look at it, his legs really uh, don't look like they bend with the with the front with the pockets on it. But uh, amazing yeah. figure, anyways. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, like I said, he's got full, the, they say he's going to have full articulation. So I don't know how they pulled it off, but it's going to be pretty cool and definitely one of the most innovative figures we've seen in a while. Yeah, we shall see. Um, so speaking of uh, chases, the other chases, uh, Rio. Um, we haven't seen her in a while, but she does come with the uh, AEW Women's Championship as well, which is pretty cool. Um, I think the the chase actually she's wearing the title in, 
and her uh, gear is different as well. So yeah, that looked um, like more of like an MOC thing because yeah, it took it was almost similar to like a King Mabel thing for me. It was hard for me to tell a lot of difference between the chase and yeah. the regular release. Yeah, it's just literally it's only literally, yeah. The it's I think it's she's got a crown on in one, and then like there's like a boots in the in the other. Like her her boots are different colors. Like she's got the pink uh, boot fronts and then like the light pink boot fronts. Yeah, the other the other weird thing too. And it's not weird, but uh, the other first for this series. Um, from what I've seen anyway, is the extra head sculpt. Uh, that's on Pac. So yeah. Pac comes with kind of like the, uh, the for reference, yeah, it, Drew McIntyre. Like I was going to say, yeah, it's like Drew McIntyre, like Bret Hart. Like, I don't really love how it looks. Like, it's like it literally covers the whole the whole face. You know, yeah. so it definitely, I, I'm not, I don't really love those hair and face face sculpts. I thought the one, the Drew McIntyre one, I thought they nailed Drew it Drew McIntyre looks good, yeah. yeah. His, Pac's looks a little bit weird. He looks like he's somewhere between Drew and Brett. It's not a bad thing. I mean, to compare it <laughs> to. Yeah, Drew, uh, you're good company. <laughs> um, but uh, speaking of Unrivaled, uh, we have uh, Unrivaled Series 2 back up for back order on Ringside right. Collectibles. So to, so if you miss the uh, the first go-around uh, for that series, definitely get back there and, and order those. I know you did you did you guys order the, the first time? No, no, we, we didn't. We it, passed yeah. up on these. Yeah, and I've been hating myself uh, ever since. Luckily, we got a friend across the pond in the UK that scooped them up for us, and we should we have those should have those on the way here shortly. Yeah, um, they've actually. Or if you live in Houston, Texas, uh, we saw you know our our buddy My Damn Toys posted that um, someone posted in a forum somewhere that they found them in Houston, Texas. There was like a it was like the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. It was like you, a Walmart shelf with like a fully loaded uh unrivaled series just like hanging on the pegs just chilling you know i, I have i still haven't seen a single uh, aew figure in any walmart that i've been in since they since they released so um yeah it was pretty cool to just see them all hanging there on the pegs yeah, yeah. so start hitting those walmarts you know you never know when these things are going to show up yeah i haven't been to a walmart and i don't even know how long since I think we definitely don't. Yeah, we definitely don't go as much as we used to, for sure. Did you get uh, Did you get series two on order when they pop back up, Marco? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Of right. course. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely need the yeah the full set. Definitely need the definitely need everyone in that set. That's like that set right there is probably my my favorite one out of three. If I have to pick one, so no. I was uh, I was the same way as set as series three. I got five out of the six. So uh, we still ha- we have an amazing uh, Hangman Adam Page custom elite from the mad reaper and uh so that kind of you know we didn't really need the aw i think mad mad reaper actually kind of outdid uh our good friends jazz where it's just a little bit on uh on this hangman i was bummed that they got rid of the if you remember when they were showing the prototypes there was an alternate head sculpt of hangman that actually had the bandana on his face yeah and uh then somehow that just disappeared somewhere in the production so hopefully that shows back up in the line because i would love if, if they had that i definitely would have been grabbing hangman um but i was when that went away uh, it just made it kind of extra for me to get uh, another hangman in all black yeah definitely um so i think that's it for the uh, unrivaled stuff but uh moving on so there's uh there were images of the new japan pro wrestling ultimates finally uh, popping up yeah the Packaging looks awesome. That if you've seen any of the Super Seven uh, packaging, they it's pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's it's. I mean, it's a it's a real thing. Yeah, uh, they're actually up for in the front of that box, man. I I, I want to see these figures in the box. Yeah, I think um, they they actually have the series one uh, back up for pre order. Some have seen not full series one. I think it's just three of the four figures on our ringside right now. Um, I believe Will Ospreay, Okada, and 
I'm forgetting the third one. But yeah, there's only three of the four. But if you miss out on that first uh, wave, uh, definitely go back there and uh, pre-order now because you have the chance to do uh, to do that. I Lucky would for you... me, I pre-ordered these things on November 22nd of 2019. So oh, there you go. <laughs> 13 months ago, I gave 150 bucks to uh, Ringside Collectibles for these. So yeah, I'm still still waiting for them. If they're anything close to what the prototype shots look like, then they're going to be worth the wait because these things looked um, just incredible. So, you know, my, my excitement form hasn't died down. I'm still dying to get these things. I've seen some people on the figure forums who are like, they've gone back and canceled their orders and they don't think these things are ever coming out. But um, like I said, they, they look incredible. So I'm definitely all about it. If well, they it's not really like Kickstarter. I mean, if they end up just never coming, I mean, you, like you get your refund from ringside, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Like, but so, people, but still, I mean, that's, you know, 150 bucks. They well, could have done true. whatever yeah, with over the past true. year. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm looking at the picture of all of them right now. Yeah. They're just, uh, incredible. November 1st last year is when these things went up for pre-order. Yeah. yeah, yeah you gotta think like what happened like last year. So you had like, it, you pre-ordered in November, you have January, February, and that's pretty much the beginning of like everything stopping. <laughs> so yeah. you can't like you, you can't judge like I, I'm not speaking for those people, but I wouldn't judge like like oh they're never coming out on that. It's, there's things happen in the world where that that took a took a back a back seat to everything. So, so you know, I will uh, I'll work my gimmick a little bit as the heel husband. I'll say that. You're right. Things did happen. But in the meantime, you know, we've had companies come together and already like developed a vaccine for freaking COVID in the meantime. And these guys can't get out four action figures. You know what I mean? Like AEW had a whole line start up too. Um, and Mattel has been cranking them out. So Super 7 is no small well, company. Well, whenever uh, Big Pharma starts backing Super 7, I'm pretty sure that they'll be able to have a lot more production and, uh, you know. Yeah, qual- they've still had the, quality. They've still had the turtle figures dropping. The turtle figures still come out this year. I think Super 7 just needs to show some love to New Japan because the wrestling fans are ready to snap these things up. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I would say uh, I think Super 7's uh, motto is quality over quantity. So they want to make the best quality product that money can buy. So like when you actually have those physically in your hand, you're like, I don't even want my whole collection anymore. I'm selling everything. <laughs> and these are, these are the only figures I'm keeping for the rest you're of my like, life. I want, I want Mattel to lose the WWE I've license. Been, uh, Super 7. I've, I've been looking at their, the Super 7's turtles, man. Like I, I can't pull the trigger on them just because I'm so OCD that like if I get one of them, then I'm going to have to just get rid of all my NECA turtles and go Super 7. But yeah, you're right. Super 7 is crushing it. Their figures are incredible. I was looking at some detailed pictures of uh super sevens rock steady and their mutagen man in the turtles line and they're just insane man the detail on these figures and just the the way that i don't know i don't know what kind of paints they're using or what but it's like the colors just really pop off of these things in a way that they don't even on NECA figures you know as amazing as NECA is so yeah i think super seven is the best in the game right now so we'll give them a pass like i said i got series one and they already got my money for series two also so i keep as much as i'm complaining about them i am still giving these guys my cash this is basically like our figures. savings fund for our kids college we'll just keep buying pre-ordering <laughs> these figures and then when they never come out like in 10 years we'll be like hey man we have enough to send our kid to college like yeah exactly you know, this, is, this is great <laughs> yeah. Supposedly january is when they're they're gonna ship so i just Hopefully they can stick with that, man, because I, I am ready to get these things in hand, and ho- hopefully the wait for Series Two is a lot less. Trying to get a, uh, I'm trying to get that uh, Super Seven endorsement. I'm trying to get them to make us some some figures, all three of us. <laughs> that so awesome. uh, that's if you don't know what I was trying to do there. Let's uh, some quality Chick Foley <laughs> show figures. You gotta let me no, in no, on no, it, man. No. I'm ruining it right now. Healing <laughs> off. <on> yeah. <laughs> Gosh, damn it. Pal. Uh, but um, speaking of pre-orders, uh, today actually. 
24 hours you have to uh, pre-order the Big Van Vader micro brawler uh, because obviously it looks last time awesome. you said it looks awful. No, it looks awesome. Oh, they said awful. I was like, well, it looks pretty sick. No, I, I, I anyway. love it. I, I told you last week, like I, I'm so glad that I never like dove into the micro brawlers game because these are like right in my wheelhouse. Like I love Funko Pops. I love Dorbs. I love, you know, like any little cute characterization of, you know, a figure like it, it's like right in my wheelhouse. Um, and I'm so glad I never got into these because, man, I would feel like I, I would need all of these. Yeah, because. Uh, obviously, the the last time, well, the first time they did this, they uh, they had the Owen Hart uh, micro brawler, and it just kind of popped up and it uh, sold out Here. rather fast, mm-hmm. and a lot of people were uh, pretty much upset about it. But uh, obviously, it, rightfully so, it's Owen Hart, and it's yeah. a, it's the first time he had a figure in God knows how long. Um, so, I mean. That was that was going to be a thing. True, but, uh, but I feel like if you if they were giving money to the um, Owen Hart Foundation, like how cool would it have been if they did a pre order and I mean got like you know ten times as many oh, yeah. orders? You know what I mean to donate to the to the actual foundation and stuff. I mean I get you know the the allure of like doing limited drops and things like that. And I know people like there's always going to be people that are pissed off. There's always going to be people that are missing out. That's just part of being a collector. Yeah. Um, but I feel like when you are doing it for charity, like why don't you just like go big or go home? You know. Yeah, definitely. Um, and they, and they, and they uh, you know, they they learned from that, and now you can uh, pre-order um, the uh, Big Van Vader. Hopefully, I mean, by tomorrow, sometime you should be able to. Um, or when you listen to the show, do it now. Yeah, um, he's, he's available for pre-order right now. Yeah, yeah. Start. The pre-order system. I, I like this, like the pre-order system. I think it's just, I think it's just awesome because if there's like a super specific figure or something like that, like we know, we all want the Gooker, right? Like we've been clamoring for yeah. a Gooker for years and years and years. Um, but I feel like it would be cool for them to just be like, hey, you know, what? we know this probably won't be like one of those figures that is, you know widely accepted like kids aren't going to be looking for a gooker figure so we're just going to do a pre-order for all you crazy marks that want a gooker figure like go ahead and put in your pre-orders and you know you'll you'll get it almost like a kickstarter type situation you know i think yeah yeah. um that would be a really cool system for these like really really obscure characters yeah definitely and then you can like gauge uh, on how many people are actually like ordering these and the uh the i mean the demand for micro brawlers are uh pretty huge anyway but now you actually see like uh like an actual number of mm-hmm. how many people are ordering these things. So like next time, maybe you, you, yeah, uh, you spice it up a little bit more the next, the next go around for your pre-orders and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm, I'm super pumped about that. Like I said, I, I've, I've only been collecting them through uh, the pro wrestling crate. Yeah. Uh, Cause they pretty much give you one every single um, crate that you get. Uh, this month's was uh Tatanka, uh, which oh, is pretty right. cool. That is uh, cool. But, but if you got the, like the WWE gift shop, like the, the legends, the legend shop, uh, you got those, um, gift sets, the Macho Man, uh, Undertaker and Ultimate Warrior. They all came with their own kind of like micro brawler. So how did those scale up? I, I was interested in that. How did those scale up with the micro brawler? They, they look pretty same? identical, like in, in size and like look and, and everything. So like, so technically I have like a, if you want to call it an Undertaker and Paul Bear, actually the Undertaker's come, came with two. It's a Paul oh, yeah. Bear one as well as an Undertaker. That's um, cool. Macho Man, uh, has his, and then obviously Ultimate Warrior has his, but um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't think I'd be collecting these. Um, I'm kind of like not really collecting them, but collecting them. Like, I'm not gonna like, you know, you're not a completionist. Scour, yeah, I'm not gonna scour eBay and try to find every single one. But um, they are pretty cool. My kids love them. Um, they every time they see, they look like little cartoon characters. So yeah, I mean, that gets Another- them into. 
Well, another cool thing about um, the, the pre-order system, for especially for these micro brawlers and stuff, is it kills that immediate resale value. You know, because everybody who wants one has the ability to get one, right? So it's not like people people aren't missing out. I mean, maybe obviously later on down the road, once these things like close up, and people will be like, "Oh, damn! I didn't even know there was a Vader micro brawler." Like they'll be pissed because they'll have to buy it on the secondary market. But like it doesn't. People aren't going to be buying these and just immediately flipping them for for big yeah. money because again, everybody that wanted one had the opportunity to purchase, right? Exactly. So I, I, I kind of like that too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll move on to uh, WWE Elite 83 figure reveals. Did you guys get to see the the pictures? And Oh, yeah. Uh, what do you guys think? What's yeah, the, the uh, gallery what's on your favorite? Uh, what's your um, least favorite? So Both. honestly, we're going to talk about it a little bit later on. I really couldn't get past that. WrestleMania 12 Warrior. We'll save that discussion for later on. That, but that out of that gallery on WWE.com, that was definitely the best one. But for Elite 83, um, the blue hair Sasha is going to mm-hmm. be awesome. Yeah. Uh, if you guys remember, that figure was originally going to be a Ringside Collectibles exclusive. So I don't know if that means we're getting yeah. something. I guess I don't know if it got bumped for the Warrior or if we're getting something else down the road in her place. But so that one's a really great figure. And then the Dusty Rhodes with the uh, the black and red polka dots, the poncho. He's got the uh, the the kind of hawk's foot necklace on with the top hat. Um, just a really awesome figure. You know, we're getting closer and closer to being able to piece together uh, the entire match from the Undertaker's debut at Survivor Series uh, 1990. We just need to get we need to get Coco Beware, and then we need to get Rhythm and Blues Greg Valentine, and we'll we'll be all set. Um, but yeah, I think that for Elite 83, it's probably Dusty Rhodes is my most excited, and then Sasha's a close second. How about mm-hmm. you? Um. I think the sleeper that everyone's not uh, really looking at is the uh, the King Corbin figure. Oh my god! You don't wow. you don't like it at all? Like no, the figure is cool. Don't get me wrong, the figure's cool, but I can't separate the figure from the uh, you know the performer. Man, I just yeah. I think I, that's I, my problem too because the figure is cool, and we knew we were going to get. A, I mean, he's been carrying this gimmick for how long now? You know what I mean? We knew we were going to get a King Corbin figure. Uh, I wouldn't mind grabbing him and maybe doing like a um, figure mashup and throwing those accessories on my Elite 57 Corbin. But I think Elite 57 Corbin with the long hair, that's probably going to be the only Baron Corbin figure in my collection for the time being. I just, you know, when I see bald head Baron Corbin, I immediately think of Olive Garden Baron uh, Corbin. Well, yeah, that. But I just think of the wasted like first three months of Seth, Seth Rollins', Rollins run title with the universal belt. Oh. I, I, I really blame, you know, let's, let's break kayfabe for a minute. I blame the failure of Seth Rollins baby face run as the top guy. I wouldn't say it was a failure. I mean, he was the top guy for like, you know, eight months, which that's an achievement in of itself, but it would have been way better if he would have had a better feud than Baron Corbin. 100%. Remember, he had the awesome, you know, crowd pleasing win against Brock at WrestleMania goes and beats AJ in just a hell of a match of Money in the Bank, and then gets tied in this just never-ending feud with Baron Corbin. part of evil. Yeah, it was just <laughs> horrible, man. Like, it was just, I, I don't know. I just, Baron Corbin has just not been exciting to me since he shaved his head. I don't know what it is. I mean, it's not so much about him shaving his head. It's just so that coincided with him being the, the constable or whatever when he was Kurt Angle's sidekick. Yes. And then becoming King Corbin. He's just, there's been so much bad TV with him right at the center of it that I don't need a figure to remind me of it. I do like the accessories. They're cool. Um, if they work on like the other beer and Corbin figure, I might keep them just to have them, but 
No, I'm not excited for that figure. So me and you, yeah, strong disagreement on that one, Marco. <laughs> I'm not excited for. It. I'm saying that's a sleeper one. That's a, that's the one that when they when you get it in hand, I think that's going to be the the one that everyone's going to like. Not not the both side of everyone, but like it's going to be the sleeper one. The head is really that's like detailed. A, that's like a coma, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. That's I mean, <laughs> we'll see. It's gonna we'll uh, see what happens. But um, because if you look at it, like obviously Dusty, everyone wants um Edge. Edge is obviously yeah. Uh, that's probably going to be the hottest seller out of that set. I think the returning Edge, yeah. Chase also, yeah. But the as far as like a figure, like the way it looks and the accessories and stuff like that, I'm going with Baron Corbin on that one. I mean, the accessories are mage. I mean, they are the the cape and the robe and the you know all all the things. The black crown is pretty cool. You could like use that on it. Someone else, obviously. It I is will say the accessories, dude. I, as much I've hated the King of the Ring, you know, gimmick over the last several years. Um, I will say that Baron Corbin's attire has been the best kinked attire of anybody in recent yeah. history. Um, you know, they had freaking Wade Barrett and that little, he looked like Cruella DeVille. In Wade that. Barrett looked like he went to like spirit of Halloween and got a king. <laughs> oh, it was terrible. It was so terrible. Um, yeah, he definitely has had the best look of them all. And, you know, he has the entrance that coincides with it. So yeah, if anybody's made the most out of the King of the ring gimmick, it's definitely been Baron Corbin. Um, Oh, let's just move on to it because uh, I think we share. We'll, we'll move on from our disagreement on Baron Corbin, and we'll move on for our love of this next figure. How about that, Seth? Um, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> RSC exclusive Ultimate Warrior. Oh man, uh, that's like a day one, uh, hour one pre order. As soon as that goes live, that's yeah. that's probably the uh, that's probably the most mage Ultimate Warrior that we had left to to be released. Um, that's definitely his most famous attire. I think that we hadn't gotten in figure form yet. Um, we're finally getting it. It looks awesome. I think it's finally going to replace um, the uh, the Jax Series 2 bone crunching action as the best WrestleMania 12 Ultimate Warrior figure. Um, the packaging looks amazing. You know, it just it's it's a shame that, uh, you know, Warrior's no longer with us because that thing would be absolutely perfect uh, to get autographed, man. But oh, yeah. Um, yeah, just awesome figure. The duster looks great. Cannot wait to have this thing in hand. Yeah. Yeah. Um... It's uh, yeah, right when I right when I seen it, I think uh, when they revealed the pictures for it, I think I checked ringside maybe one hundred times that day to make sure it wasn't popping up as a as a pre order at some point. I was like, every time I read it, I read the uh, the the description wrong. It was like up for pre order soon. I'm like, I I just my mind just got rid of the soon part, and I just <laughs> yeah. went to uh to ringside to check. But yeah, no, I'm definitely definitely interested in this one. It's like you said, it's probably the best warrior figure out right now. And you you think like. You know, you have all, like all the Rey Mysterios that pop up, all the different John Cena's, all the different AJ Styles, and people get like, you're like, oh, why the hell is it another one? But with Warrior, it's different. It's like the Warrior has a presence, and his figure is so iconic, essentially. He's the most poetic, man. He's the most yeah. poetic guy You ever. can't I mean, go wrong with it. He's literally a superhero, you know? Yeah, he, yeah. like any, any kid, even, even if you're – like my son right now, he's going to be four years old. Like if he's seen an Ultra Warrior figure hanging on the on the pegs, he's probably going to want it. It's colorful and it just it, it, it comes to life essentially. Um, and uh, the other thing too is the other great thing about this and it actually for as many people that hate you know Triple H and how he buries everyone and all this stuff, you're owning a figure where he got the burial. The ultimate, ultimate, <laughs> ultimate warrior buried Triple H in this match. Yeah, like he, and we have that figure, you know, we got the, the network spotlight Triple H from uh, 
back in 2016 when he was still in his Greenwich snob uh, gear. So, yeah, you can totally recreate that. You know, triple uh, Undertaker getting hit with a pedigree and just straight up no-selling it. Yeah, for all the people out there that, uh, that you know, just dislike Triple H for all the things that they say he does, oh, this figure, and it'll it'll change your life. It's, yeah. it's a literal, like, like image of what someone what triple h looks like when he gets buried essentially yeah, so like triple h, it, was, it was between wrestlemania 12 when we're just no sold the pedigree <laughs> and, uh, and in your house from december 1995 when uh henry god went through him in the hog pen for a triple h's two low points in his career uh but yeah no, i can't i can't wait for this one cheetah you are are you excited as as seth and i about this uh this warrior figure Oh yeah, it's. I mean, I mean, like I said again, once I'll just piggyback on everything you guys said. It's a beautiful figure. Obviously, I love it because Brett's really into Ultimate Warrior right now. He says Ultimate Oya. That's how he. Um, and he, so he loves him. He thinks he looks super rad. Um, I mean, the packaging is just insane. I love the the pyro and everything. I like. I love how he's posed. It's just. It's incredible. Yeah, Ringside's really been killing it with their uh, exclusive, exclusive packaging. Exclusive packaging the last, has been last made. Maybe like a year and a half. Because yeah. prior to that, a lot of times they were kind of going with the standard elite packaging, yeah. maybe just with a different color yeah. scheme. But yeah, the unique packaging they've been having for the last five or six releases really sets it off. Yeah, like how the windows cut out in the uh, the warrior symbol too as well, which is pretty cool uh, if you look at it yeah, yeah, at the cool. top there. Um, but we'll move on since we're speaking of Triple H. Um, they uh, released an image of the uh, WWE Elite uh, 86 Triple H. Uh, he's also the chase in this. And it's uh, his gear from SummerSlam 98, his ladder match with The Rock. Yeah, of course, um, this comes out right at like literally like two months after I dropped like 60 bucks on a uh, a custom Triple H. I know. I can't event. remember who it, who it was. Oh, no, it was it was Stat Guy Greg. Stat Guy Greg hit me up in the messages after he saw that release. And he was like, oh, my God, you just got the custom. Harry's yeah. like, you know, the heel husband just got the custom. So on the bright side, this may be, you know, it's been occasions before. I think, um, you know, uh, Chase Arcade, formerly Burnout Inc., he got us a custom, uh, a custom do love that was actually better than the Mattel release. And I think there's a chance that this... Triple H will end up holding up better than what Mattel pumps out because if it's one thing that Mattel has struggled with like over 10 years and it's just never gotten better. Metallic. It's, yeah, it's metallic finishes on, on stuff. And that was the big thing with Triple H's attire um, from this event. It was like a nice metallic purple. So um, Action Figure Attack said on the WrestleFigs forums that it's going to be a metallic finish on the tights, but we'll see how it turns out. You know, the the basic and stuff and the... Um, even the Motu and the Retro figure all had like a flat purple finish. None of them had the metallic finish. So so we'll see because that was the Elite Alpha Figs that did our custom. He, he definitely captured the metallic purple look. Yeah, it's beautiful. Great figure, though. It's awesome. We're finally getting it. Like I said, it's the prior to his main event run. That's the best uh, or that's kind of the most iconic Triple H look that we've had. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, what do you guys think of the uh, the chase? The chase of that, like the, the, the red. red. And yellow. Eh, it's cool. Um. I probably won't be adding it to the collection just because what what a, what big event was that from, or is it just just a random Triple H attire from that time? I don't remember him wearing any uh, red and yellow. I could be wrong. Yeah, but. I, I don't either. I don't remember. So like that's why I'm saying I think it's probably just from um, some like one off Raw match or something like that. But uh, yeah, probably it, it looks like a nice figure, but probably won't be making my collection just because I'm not the biggest Triple H fan anyway. So I really just go for his his main looks. Yeah, definitely. Um, next up, the Kama 
comic collector's edition reveal was pretty awesome as well. I wish it was an actual figure uh, reveal yeah, for yeah. I I love that figure. Um, Kama was you know very memorable heel from the mid '90s, but. I was a little bit bummed out because if we're getting another common figure, I want Nation. I really want to finish out my Nation of Domination set. So hopefully the fact that they made, they're they making the Supreme Fighting Machine means that the Nation version isn't far behind. But yeah, I, I was I, it was a little bit bittersweet seeing that because I definitely want it. But um, I would have preferred Nation of Domination version. How about you? Yeah, same here. I think that's what everyone was uh, thinking when they actually when, when the when the when the comma was revealed. Um, they wanted that... Uh, they wanted that version, to, the, the the nation of domination version, to show up. But um, I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. I used to love that that gimmick, the uh, supreme fighting machine. Yeah, Actually, he was, was like, kind of like MMA. He was a little bit ahead of his time with the MMA stuff. Yeah, so I mean, he kind of reminded me of like a, a what was his name uh, from Street Fighter? Uh, is it Balrog, the boxer from yeah. uh, Street Fighter? That's what he kind of reminded me of. So I was like, obviously, I was way into Kama when he when he appeared. So. Yeah, a, little, uh, a little Street Fighter trivia. So do you remember how there was M. Bison also? Yes. So M. Bison was originally supposed to be Balrog's name, but they thought with the look and the name that it was too close to Mike Tyson, and that's why <laughs> they just swapped names. That's why the wow. you know international oh. military guy was M. Bison and why the, the, the black boxer was Balrog. That makes that actually makes sense now. Actually, yeah, up, you, up until the game released, yeah, it was gonna he was actually Balrog was gonna be M. Bison. And I guess somebody was just like, screw it. And they just swapped those two names. Well, that's that's kind of weird because like every fighting game had a Bruce Lee character in it back in the day. So like <laughs> like yeah. his actual likeness was like in every single like fighting game. So yeah, look at Liu Kang. Yeah, Liu Kang. Uh, the, I forget the uh, the virtual fight ahead one as well. And Tekken had a uh, Bruce Lee character. I think it was like Law or something like that. His name was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, definitely, definitely excited about this one. This is a uh, that was kind of, that was a, that was a surprise to many. I think. Yeah, I'm not sure I didn't hear rumblings of a uh, of a comma elite figure popping up at all. Not that yeah, I. Yeah, like I said, I'm just glad because that means he's definitely still on good terms with WWE, and I really hope we get the Nation nomination down the road. If not, I'm going to be hitting up one of my customizer friends because we got to have him at this point. We got everybody else. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, we could. Uh, I mean, we could move on, but if not. We could talk about the uh, basic 117 reveal, which was uh, uh, Undertaker, um, first in line, Tony Storm, Roman Reigns, and both he- heavy machinery, uh, shirtless, actually, both of them. So that's uh, it's pretty cool. You guys picking these up? or Probably just Tony Storm for me. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say the same thing. This is her first figure. We already have elites of everyone else. So yeah, I'll definitely be grabbing the Tony Storm. Um, wasn't a huge fan of the head sculpt on that figure. For some, It looked a little bit similar to a gold dust figure um, back in the day. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I will be grabbing, uh, I will be grabbing her anyways, just because um, it's her first time in the line and hopefully it'll hold us over until we get um, to get her elite. How about you? What are you adding? <laughs> I have to look up this uh, gold dust figure now to see the, uh, look at the elite comparison. 47, look at elite 47 gold dust. And then look at this Tony storm basic. Maybe I'm All just, right. but that's what it made me think of. <laughs> oh I think God. it's just because she has like a contour or something. Um, but uh, I wonder if they, I'm just curious to see the back of this figure to see if they got her booty sculpt right. Or yeah, if she's just going to, cab- if she's just going to have a little pancake booty, like some of the other, she's definitely two. got a caboose on her. Uh, yeah, actually, you know what? I, I can see it. I can see what you're talking about now. I'm looking at a, a, a screen cap of the, uh, the gold dust figure. Yeah. 
It's almost like the same. They almost look like the same facial expression. That's why. Yeah. So I was gonna say, yeah, they got kind of like. Uh, I don't know if you call it like a. Yeah, it's like a sneer a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can see it. Um, don't see I, it right now. So take a look at Tony, mm-hmm. and then. <laughs> well, wow, that's funny. Me, I need to look at this gold dust again because to me, I was like, it looks like it looks like Tony Storm. Yeah, it's it's well, it's they like do. The, yeah, it now is, that I'm yeah. I'm going back and forth side by side, yeah, it's it's even more than I thought. But yeah, that's first. Maybe it's just because I'm a psycho and I I pay way too much attention to these figures. But as soon as I saw that Tony Storm, I was like, oh, that looks like Elite Forty Seven Gold Dust. Yeah, the uh, it's it's the crooked mouth. I think it's yeah. the kind of like like there the, de- the look, dead eyes with now no look expression. Now look at Gold Dust with the wig on. And then um, yeah, that's what yeah, that's what it yeah. is. With yeah. the wig on, it, the gold it dust definitely. With the, the blonde wig the- <laughs> and the other thing. So, is this supposed to be? We love Mattel, all right. We love Mattel, so I'm not trying to criticize. But is that supposed to be pantyhose on her legs? Because look at how much darker her legs are than the rest of her body. Yeah, yeah. she wears. Yeah. I know she, most, does, she does like wear tights. Out. I mean, I mean, most most female wrestlers okay. do wear the tights underneath. Well, that's but- yeah. If that's what they're going for, then yeah, they definitely pulled it off. Um, uh, that might be the because uh, she's her some of her gear is like she wears shorts and then like fishnets. So maybe they're going yeah. for the, the fishnet it just, type of it, look. It looks weird because there's no, if if they are going with the fishnets, there's no pattern at all. Like there's like literally no like you know fish. I mean, there's no fishnet pattern. So yeah, it just like she got in the tanning bed with a sweater on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, the thing is, is like a lot of women wrestlers wear tights. Those are there's her tattoo, her famous tattoo. Whoa, um, she's getting R rated. <laughs> <laughs> um the, uh, the the a lot of women wrestlers wear those tights you know i mean just like hold everything in place and just you know keep your legs all smooth looking and everything but i've never noticed any figure that had like extremely first time i've seen extremely that, yeah. darker legs like this then yeah, yeah it, it is very very different hey we could pick it apart all day long at the end of the day is definitely adding this to my collection and i actually think i have an extra leather jacket that either Came with a Becky Lynch or a Ronda Rousey or something, but I'm going to throw it on this one just to kind of church it up a little bit until we actually get the Elite. So, cool figure either way, and I'm a big fan of, of getting some of these first-time-in-the-line figures cranked out in the uh, in the basic line because they're yeah, going to at least hold us over until we get the Elite. Yeah, but she, I think she, she definitely deserves an Elite, though, with like the NXT UK women's title and everything. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, that'd be a great way to get that belt out also. I, I still want to see – we still need the – um, the UK women's belt and the UK tag team belts to come mm-hmm. out. So hopefully uh, that'd be a great way to to make sure that her first elite is a hot seller. And then Sheena, tell us about the new Undertaker pop that dropped today. Yeah, so we got Boneyard um, Boneyard Undertaker Funko Pop went up for for order today. Uh, we we passed on it well, again. We're being very selective with what we add to the collection, just because we gave up the completionist gimmick uh, a little while ago. So yeah, we're we're not adding it, but it is. It is a really cool figure. Like it looks, it looks really awesome. It's got like you know, like I said, it's like biker taker, um, you know, boneyard match attire. So it's a good pickup for anybody out there that is completing their, you know, either their Undertaker set or their their pop collection. Yeah, and I'm all for Funko going with these, you know, getting making the deep cuts in the WWE line, grabbing guys, from, grabbing specific looks from different matches. So hopefully this sells well, and we can get some other stuff, you know, like cough cough Bret Hart Survivor Series '96. Yeah, that'd be dope. Yeah. Gooka pop. Do you think Gooker we'll see pop a, uh, awesome, Can you imagine? It would be the cutest pop of all time if they did a gobbledy gooker pop. <laughs> I mean, all the little details with like the feathers, like perfect. all the different color feathers, like it would just be uh, amazing. 
Yeah, if they're going to release a gobbledygook or not as a an elite, definitely as either a, a pop or a micro brawler would be. I would get perfect. I would get a gooker micro brawler one hundred percent. I would get a gooker micro brawler. Yeah, we'll probably give them uh, ideas. It's, that's probably going to be the next uh, legends the <laughs> gift box. It's a gobbledygooker <laughs> gift box. It's going to be shaped as an egg, and then you oh, open up the egg, gosh, and you're going to yes. get all the. That's yeah. what's, if that if that happens, you know that definitely someone's listening to to the show. But if um, they did, if Ringside did like an exclusive Gooker and he came with like a breakable egg and stuff, I think I'd I'd pay a hundred bucks for that, man. Oh, yeah, pay, I would pay a hundred bucks with a smile on my face. If you make it a two pack with a Mean Gene Elite, mean gene, I, I'm, I'm dropping one, I'm dropping a buck fifty, dude. Like hundred fifty bucks, to. no questions asked, man. Like take my money. Yeah, <laughs> they they should they should just have. Well, I mean, it would it would suck for all the MOC collectors, but they should have it in the box. I guess he could be coming out of the egg, you know, but me and Gene standing there, you know, and then like the egg in the background on the little stand. Yeah, um, I want I want the egg in the box, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to see him in, in the egg. So just to just to stick it to the MOC collectors out there anyways. Yeah, Seth shoots hard on MOC collectors. <laughs> <laughs> we try to we try to not to shoot hard on the MOCs <laughs> out there. Play with your toys, people. Yeah. yeah. Open them, them up, let them, let them, prisons. let them go, let them yeah, run free. You, I mean, if you have a, if you have a gooker, I mean, you're gonna have he's gonna be in a plastic prison inside of an egg prison. So I mean, that's just cruel. Yeah, if you if you want more of a like a like a like an explanation, watch any of the Toy Story movies and see yeah. how much fun Woody had. I think it was was Toy Story three or two where that collector just threw yeah. him up in yeah. a, yeah. In a the, box. The, pro- the prospector, the prospector was yeah, in the box. Yeah, that was. That was ridiculous. They had way more fun running around and getting into crazy mishaps and being locked up in a box. So treat yep. them, treat them right. Treat um, them right. Let them breathe. But uh, I'll start it off. I don't have much this week. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I have the uh, I got the pro wrestling crate uh, for this for this month. I won't give away the spoilers, but uh, just that one that Tatanka micro brawler. But uh, pretty cool stuff uh, in there. A good a good year ender. Uh, next year is going to be really awesome. They're starting off January with a bang. Um, I'm actually excited. They actually have a uh, um, Kenny Omega's featured in it, which is pretty cool, Gross. as well as uh, Roddy Piper. I'm not sure what that's going to be. I'm hoping that's the micro brawler because that'd be pretty awesome. Um, but uh, other than that, uh, I posted on on our uh, Facebook group page today. My uh, my lovely wife went and ordered me the uh, the WWE uh, wines. Mm-hmm. The Undertaker oh, nice. and uh, yeah. and the Ultimate Warrior. I'm both excited things. to see how the, how they are. You know, yeah, they they are uh, the bottles up close are pretty awesome. Uh, at first, I thought the the box, uh, I thought it was like the the Jericho wine. I was like, oh oh, oh no, um, but then I see uh, WWE wines, and I was like, oh no, oh, I was like, oh okay. But yeah, she actually got the set with each one because you could get like two Undertaker wines or two uh, Warrior wines, or you could do like a one you of gotta each. try both. Yeah, if you're gonna yeah. get two, you definitely gotta try both. Yeah, so she did. Uh, she did one of each, and the the bottles look amazing. I'm, I'm definitely gonna keep those as a as a as like shelf. So shelf, are you uh, actually displays. are you actually gonna drink the wine, or are you gonna <clears throat> like moc? Oh no, I'm gonna drink it. I I think those are you have to break those open on special occasions. So like, yeah. okay, nice. Something like I mean, I don't know, New Year's Eve or something. New Year's, maybe New Year's Eve. We'll see. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe hold off until like the one of the kids graduate or something like that. Wait twenty. <laughs> 20. No, 
was. Yeah, it'll be vinegar. Yeah, no, we, uh, I um, think um, I think you should do it like the the first time that WWE opens up back to having fans in the audience. I feel like you should you should crack open the bottle of wine, dude, as a, as a celebratory, uh, you know, welcome back fans. Oh yeah, definitely. And like and like even if like uh, we do like maybe if we do like a. Uh, if we sometime if it, if it gets if everything clears out we could do like a Chick Fil A fan meetup or something like that and I could bring one of the bottles and oh we're gonna you know, we're gonna go through all the re- yeah we're gonna bring all the wrestling boozes out for that we're gonna bring Stone Cold we're gonna bring Broken Skull IPA we're gonna have the Undertaker wine we will I'll bring some 19 Crimes Snoop Dogg as a uh, you know <laughs> He's a WWE Hall of Fame <laughs> as a Hall of Fame yeah Hall of Fame edition uh, we're gonna bring all the all the the boozes yeah the, the, yeah, the rock to the table. The rocks, oh, yeah, uh, Terramana. We'll have to get yeah, Terramana, Tequila. Yeah, so yeah, we'll we'll definitely have to do something like that. But uh, but yeah, no, I'm definitely gonna pop it open when uh when the time is right. So and, and if you watch the uh the the second round that uh the uh, Broken Skull sessions with uh, Undertaker and yeah, and they, got, Cold, they got actually drank it. Yeah, yeah, they got pretty wasted off of it. So and if they're gonna get hit hard. By drinking that, yeah, those, those guys can go dudes. hard. So. <laughs> I'm kind of scared of drinking it now, but uh, yeah, no, I, I was, I was, I was kind of shocked. I, I was, I was like at a loss for words. I was like, I didn't even think she would, like, she even knew about these. First of all, I didn't know she knew about the WWE wines. Like, we spoke about like the Chris Jericho little bit of the bubbly. She listens. She listens to the podcast, Marco. She does. She does. But you know, you, know I mean? it's so. reta- you can listen, but it's the retaining part. Like, she retained like all that that stuff so that that was pretty awesome seeing that so uh yeah early early christmas gift on my end with that but other than that nothing that. yeah that was a it was it was it was really it was a it's probably one of the coolest things I've, I've gotten this year it's, so it's the week before christmas you gotta you gotta slow your roll and buying yourself stuff it's time to give give to others so i, I tell oh, yeah, you have a light week this week what about you seth yeah we only we slowed down a little bit only five new figures this week so that's a light week for us. Picked up uh, <laughs> all retros this week. No, no, uh, no elites, no Hasbro. So we got retro Ric Flair, um, Brock Lesnar, Stone Cold, Shinsuke, and what was the fourth one that came in? Oh, and Mankind. Yeah, Mankind. And retro Mankind. Yes, so, I love that. Again, we're getting we're getting closer and closer. I, I'm kind of dreading it because there's only a handful of cheap Hasbro's and retros I have left to go, and I'm about to start getting into the uh, the big money figures, but. I'm pretty good at scouring eBay and finding some steals and stuff. So hopefully I can uh, piece it together and not break the bank too much. But but yeah, the collection's coming together uh, very nicely. All right. So with that, it is time for Quarantine and Chill. El Idolo! All right, quarantine and chill is where we give you guys a recommendation of something uh, besides in-ring wrestling action to watch to help buy the time while everybody's still locked down inside. Uh, Marco, kick us off. What's your quarantine recommendation for this week? Yeah, so uh, I think this is kind of like a, a, a sleeper uh, Christmas comedy movie. Um, I'm not sure if have you guys ever heard of this movie called Surviving Christmas? I have not seen it. But I, I just looked it up just now, and I see it's got my man Tony Soprano in it, and so I mean, yeah, I'm here. I'm here for it. I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah. So it's a yeah. My, I, actually, we watched it. Uh, I think last Saturday, uh, my wife and I. She's never heard of it. Never. I was like, I, I think I caught it on a. It, it, I think it came on like 2005. Um, 
And it, and it obviously it, it's a comedy. It's got a, it's got a sterling seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, it's a Christmas right movie. It's got a, yeah, it's it's a Christmas, Christmas movie. Yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be rated a little more toughly on. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Let me say about Christmas with the Cranks. Christmas with the Cranks is one of my classic Christmas movies that I love. I feel like that nobody really ever gives any shine to. I want to see what its what its rating is on Rotten Tomatoes. But yeah. continue to tell us about Surviving Christmas. Yeah, so uh, yeah, Surviving Christmas is a, it's a, it's a comedy. It's kind of like a slapstick uh, comedy movie. Uh, stars Ben Affleck. Uh, James Gandolfini, uh, Christina Applegate, as well as uh, Catherine O'Hara from um, from Home Alone fame. If you don't know Catherine O'Hara. I, it's so funny to. because what's the what's the series that she's in now? Is it Schitt's Creek? Schitt's yeah, Creek, yes, yeah, yeah. And people are like, "Oh my god, she's so amazing!" I'm like, literally, she's been in everything. Yeah, she's you in, know, yeah, and you know, she was great in Home Alone, but she was even better in Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, yeah, oh my Beetlejuice. God, she was yeah, amazing in Beetlejuice. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely watch it. My, my wife enjoyed it. Um, she she thought it was really funny. It's it's kind of like a I think it's PG thirteen ish on the on the cusp of rated R. The movie um, there's a lot of coarse language, so it's not like kind of like a, it's not a family Christmas movie. It's not a family I mean, movie. It's a comedy. Um, but yeah, it's really good. It's uh, basically uh, Ben Affleck. You know, he never grew up having a Christmas, and he. You know he he wants to have a Christmas, so I'll I'll let you watch it so you can see what how he how he enjoys his Christmas. I will. Um, I will he, watch he it. To have I will one. Get, I will get back um, to you. It's a uh, it's it's like I said it's, it's it's a funny movie. It's a it's a good like silly movie to to watch and not get too serious about Christmas. It is it is a Christmas movie. We're not gonna we won't get into that debate. It's called Surviving Christmas. So Christmas is in the title, and yeah, it is so it's officially a Christmas. Christmas. Movie. Yes, yes, <laughs> it's an actual Christmas movie. So yes. yeah, definitely watch it. Tell um, me what you think. Well, if it makes you feel any better, Marco, a movie that I love and hold near and dear to my Christmas loving heart is Christmas with the Cranks, um, and it has a solid five percent on Rotten. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, so it's two percent <laughs> better. Yes, critics love to shit on Christmas <laughs> movies for some reason. I think it's just is. Most Christmas movies are like super predictable and you yeah. kind of see all the story yeah. coming from a few paces away, but that's why we like them. You know, yeah. I, I say that about wrestling. Sometimes predictable is good. Yeah. I yeah, mean, true. what is there not to love about Tim Allen and the scream queen, Jamie Lee Curtis? You know what of I mean? Course. And it's got freaking Dan Aykroyd as like, you know, the third man in this movie. I mean, you see yeah. Tim Allen, Jamie Lee Curtis and Dan Aykroyd. So, I mean, that's not my quarantine and chill recommendation, but if you love Christmas and you want to kind of just feel some good old Christmas feels Christmas with the cranks is it's got a lot of good laughs. Yeah. It? It's got a, it's got a lot of good laughs. It's based on a book called uh, forgetting Christmas, uh, which is just, awesome too so anyway my quarantine and chill recommendation is something that i do every holiday season um and since sadly on january 1st uh the office is leaving netflix and going to the peacock uh which is just like i mean which is just like the end of an era thank god i never let seth convince me to get rid of all of my office blu-rays like i i still have all i think i might still have dvds they're regular dvds they're dvds i still have like yeah i still have the dvds um it's even better i kind of like watching the office in like kind of blurry resolution i don't need to see the office in 4k for sure 100 but yeah there was like a hundred times seth was like you know we would have yard sales or whatever i would like be donating stuff he'd be like why don't you i'm like no those are like my comfort blanket. I'm like Linus. I'm not letting go of these DVDs. But for this exact reason, Netflix is, you know, obviously losing the the license to the office and it's going to go on, you know, NBC's Peacock or whatever. But every holiday season I go through, and this is something I've been doing. It actually popped up in my Facebook memories from like 
11 years ago or something insane um, where we were watching the office Christmas movie or office Christmas episode. So go through, go through the office Christmas episodes and watch them. Um, I mean, from season two, like Christmas party, Benihana Christmas, Moroccan Christmas, the season two Christmas episode is like one of the best episodes of TV ever. Like I just, I love that episode. I quote, I I quote that episode in just like everyday life, like on the regular, like, you know, (laughs) lampshade on the head. I I mean, I don't even know how I work that in a conversation, but a lot of times I will just say lampshade on the head. Um, But yeah, the the season two Christmas, Benihana Christmas is really good too, but season two Christmas party is one of my all time favorite episodes of the office out. Like maybe dinner party might, might uh, trump that, but. Go through, just watch all the Christmas episodes. It'll give you the warm and fuzzies. Uh, that is my quarantine and chill recommendation. All right. So we're getting in the Christmas spirit here on the Chick Bowley Show. And we may have a awesome Christmas gift for the wrestling fan of your life coming up next during Random Merch of the Week. All right, Random Wrestling Merch of the Week is where we scour the dark corners of the internet to find you guys something new, something old, uh, just something that we haven't seen before that uh, piques our interest and something you may may be worth uh, picking up. So, Marco, tell us about the newest WWE poster. (laughs) Um, I think I was trying to find something worse than last week, like the worst looking. uh... This thing's pretty cool. (laughs) I actually kind of like this. I I figured... figured, uh that people would think this was cool, but it's a, uh, it's not anything that you have to go on eBay to find. Um, it's nothing that's out of, out of, uh, production or production. Um, it's the WWE retro toaster. Um, so it's on WWE shop right now. Um, I thought it was a pretty cool pickup cause you can actually go and buy it. It's, uh, I'm not sure about the price. It's 35 bucks. It seems like it's like a twenty dollar. It's a high for a gimmick toaster. I mean, in regular toasters, I think they're like, you know, what, 20 bucks. Um, but yeah, thirty five yeah. bucks. I mean, I guess it's you know you pay the you pay for the licensing. That's always the if issue you buy it on that. Amazon right now, it's got free shipping and it still arrives before Christmas. But they're down to sixteen left in stock, so this thing is selling. I don't know if this is the same brand or not. Uncanny Brands. There was one a couple years ago that um, that came out that uh, it it basically printed like the logo off the WWE Championship. Basically, the front plate yes. off the WWE yes. Heavyweight Championship, it printed that on the toast. Was it toast? I think that was a waffle maker. Oh, yeah. Maybe yeah. that was it's a waffle, waffle maker. Waffle, okay. There was a yeah. waffle maker that made, Someone like, think. championship title waffles. Marco, did you see the actual box art on this thing, though? No, I didn't see it. No. Okay. Um, check um, check the group text, dude. So this thing just got about, like, ten times cooler to me. So oh, the box yeah, okay. art... You see, it's actually it looks like it's Hasbro inspired box art, dude. Yeah, that looks yeah, just like yeah, the, the old uh, Hasbro ring and stuff. Yeah, what is Macho this? Man. The Ultimate Mealtime Champion. Toasted, you know, where, where like the action would be on. Um, it's got on a old t- Hasbro it's got case. Toast. It says toast two slices. So that that is pretty cool. Now that I'm, now that I've seen the box, I kind of feel like I need this thing. <laughs> yeah, it actually. Yeah, it's kind of funny that like some of the description. Uh, it, it's. I didn't know this. They had a roster of licensed appliances. Um, are there more than this toaster? Do they have like coffee makers and all types I mean, of? I, I, I definitely know that there are WWE licensed waffle makers out there for sure. sure. Yeah, this is, um, but uh, fun fact: Seth and I never had a toaster. I mean, I have. I mean, I have literally every kitchen appliance you can imagine. You know, I love kitchen devices and appliances and all those types of things. Right? I have some bougie 
stuff in my kitchen. We never had a toaster until Brett was born and old enough to eat toast because what? we just, I know it was like the most crazy thing. I, I took a picture of Brett on my back. We went to Walmart and one Whoa. day and we went and bought a toaster. I mean, Seth and I've been married. How long have we been married? 12 By years. At that point, 13 years. Yeah. Like so thir- 13 years. Okay. And we had never had a toaster in our repertoire. I, if I ever needed to make wow. toast, I always just made it in the oven, you know, but I guess we just want <laughs> We just never made enough toast to like require a toaster. Um, so yeah, when I went and bought it, like my, our son, whenever he started like eating and doing baby led weaning and all of that, you know, we, he ate a lot of like different toasts and stuff. And so I was like, shit, man, I hate making, making this stuff all the time in the oven. And so we went and bought a toaster and it was like life changing. And now we use our toaster every single day. Oh my <laughs> goodness. I know. I uh, did some quick research. So yeah, the waffle maker was also made by Uncanny Brand, same company. And if you look at the box art for the waffle maker, it's kind of in the Mattel figure style. So, yeah. uh, you know, hats off to Uncanny Brands for at least, you know, they're they're giving a little TLC to these products, way more than the the Hulk Hogan mixer. You know, they like I said, <laughs> the, the, the Thunder mixer. Yeah, the modern championship waffle makers got the modern Mattel style packaging. The classic toasters got the uh, the retro packaging. So it's pretty dang cool. Um, and yeah, I, I would suppose if the waffle maker was a good purchase for you, that you could probably go ahead and grab the the toaster and add it to your collection. But um, I'm not super familiar with either products, but it would make for a great Christmas gift. I'd smile if I unwrapped that. Yes. Yeah, funny. Real quick. Speaking of the, the thunder mixer, Ryan Belisle hit me up and um, was talking about how we, we failed to mention last week on the um, podcast that, uh, you know, Hulk Hogan, I guess, you know, in, in folklore, I mean, I guess this is a true story, but, you know, I've heard it told a, a million different ways that um, he passed on the George Foreman grill and ended up going with the Thunder Mixer. And obviously, yeah. we, know, we know the fame and fortune of the the George Foreman grill and whatnot. Um, and it's funny because we we didn't mention that last week on the podcast and he hit me up and was like, fun, funny story, you know. So I wanted to mention that for anybody who didn't know um, that the the thunder mixer i guess he was presented with like all these appliances that he was going to license his name to and he chose the the blender which ended up being a wet fart and then, <laughs> you know george, george and then the, the the grill was presented to george foreman and literally sold like millions and millions of grills and it's funny because we actually talked about that before we even started recording and ryan hit me up and was like guys did you know this story so i wanted to share it for anybody who may not know that out there that you know hulk hogan mix, mix, missed out on a huge opportunity to uh you know have the George Foreman grill be the Hulk Hogan grill. Yeah. Pretty wild. You know, it, who knows if that would have hit, he may not even, we were never seen the NWO, you know, cause that was around 94, 95 oh, time frames. Yeah. He's been living off that grill. Yeah, money. He may have been busy yeah. hawking grills on QVC instead of, you know, taking over uh, the world of professional wrestling with Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. So it's, it's definitely a, a big fork in the road in the history of uh, mm-hmm. home cooking appliances and <laughs> professional wrestling. You know, those, when worlds collide. Yeah. Uh, so again, remember, uh, Random Merch of the Week is brought to you by Pro Wrestling Tees, and you guys can pick up the new Chick Foley Show Royal Rumble-inspired T-shirt there uh, as we speak. So hit that up. All right, it's now time for the Retro Wrestling Recommendation of the Week. All right, Retro Wrestling Recommendation of the Week is where we give you guys selection from years gone by to watch and enjoy this segment is brought to you by our friends at chalkline so you guys know every time we do the retro wrestling recommendation of the week um it's brought to you by chalkline so the heel husband has an endless supply of chalkline shorts which he is always wearing around the house so 
as usual, he has on a pair of chalk line shorts. So it is my duty to ask him, which shorts are you wearing today, Seth? So I went with a uh, careful selection. These are the WrestleMania 36 uh, shorts. So, you know, they had chocolate was ready to roll out a whole merch collection for WrestleMania down in Tampa. The WrestleMania that never Yeah, happened. they had jackets, tank tops, and shorts. Obviously, WrestleMania got canceled. So a limited supply of these ended up going up on the website for pretty decent prices. I think I ended up spending just 20 bucks for these shorts where they're usually closer to, um, I want to say like, 40 bucks, right? They're yeah, well, now, depending on the, the drops now, I mean, they can be 54 bucks depending on what, what design they are. Yeah, so I got the uh, the pirate-inspired Tampa Bay Buccaneers-style WrestleMania shorts, so definitely pretty cool, and it's kind of neat to own something that for an event that never really happened. Yeah, I mean, it definitely didn't happen in Tampa. Right. All right, so yeah. Marco, uh, I think we both went with a little bit of TLC inspiration for this week's uh, retro wrestling pick. What What's your pick? Yeah, so uh, I went with a uh, with with TLC when it wasn't a pay per view. It was just a it was an actual just a an, an attraction match, um, and it was a uh, it's a SummerSlam two thousand nine Jeff Hardy versus uh, CM Punk uh, in a TLC match for the World Heavyweight Championship. That was the the big gold belt um, for for everyone out there. Um, awesome match. I actually just watched it earlier, um, actually before the show started. Um, because I, I watched it before and I wanted to watch it again, so watch it real quick. And it's it's an awesome match. It's uh, I think that's this is the this is one of the gear uh, that was uh, in the fan uh, picks for the for the Mattel uh, line, I believe, two thousand nine, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was for, it for was. Jeff Hardy. Yeah, so yeah, um, those, those three choices that were like almost identical. Yeah, it was one. Yeah. Of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a really good match. Um, definitely, it's Jeff Hardy in a TLC match, so you'll definitely be entertained. Um, you get to see long-haired CM Punk as well, um, and uh, just Jim Ross is on commentary, uh, just just hyping up CM Punk and his uh his knee strikes and the you know CM Punk's uh, trying to usher in that like kind of like MMA style of fighting uh, to the WWE. So you get to hear a lot of that on commentary. Um, the other funny thing is my my son, uh, one of his first figures was a basic uh, Jeff Hardy. So every time Jeff Hardy's on TV, he's he's like, "Oh, I have I have Jeff Hardy, I have Jeff Hardy." So he's like really familiar with Jeff Hardy now. Um, I'm not sure if that's his favorite wrestler, but we'll see. He kind of likes Daniel Bryan as well, which is which is kind of weird. But um, yeah, awesome match. Definitely go back and watch it. It's about it's about 29 minutes. Um, it, it's it it takes up the rest of that SummerSlam. Um, but you'll definitely be entertained with uh with all the shenanigans that Jeff Hardy brings in that match. Right. He does he does lose spoiler alert. Um, Sam Punk does walk away with the world title, so um, hopefully I didn't ruin that for anyone. Uh, eleven <laughs> well, years I mean, later, going on eleven years, <laughs> I think that limitation has expired. Um, yeah, I also was uh wanted to pick something with a little bit of TLC flavor to it. Um, and I went back to the first ladder match in WWF. So you know, if you guys listen to our Patreon exclusive Royal Rumble 88 watch along. We saw Bret Hart was the first person in the Royal Rumble, which we all know and love. And we also all love ladder matches. And Bret was the first one to compete in a ladder match in WWF. Um, July 21st, 1992. It wasn't on any pay-per-view or even any televised event at the time, but Bret Hart defended his Intercontinental Championship against Shawn Michaels in WWF's first ladder match. Uh, the ladder match was, depending on who you ask, um, 
you may get some different stories, but according to Brett, the ladder match was invented up in Stampede Wrestling in Calgary, um, his dad's promotion, and he had brought it up as an idea to Vince. And before Vince wanted to do it on TV or at a pay-per-view or something, he kind of wanted to just see what it looked like. And to test it out, they did it um, at basically a glorified house show, but it was taped for one of the Coliseum video home releases. So this match is available to watch on WWE Network. If you go to the in-ring section and then navigate to the Coliseum Video Classics, um, it's a tape called Smack'em, Whack'em. So that's Smack, E-M, and then Whack, E-M. So Smack'em, Whack'em features the first ever ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship. Um, It's a little bit similar to the Sean and Razor Ramon ladder match from WrestleMania 10. So you're not going to see any insane like crash and burn spots it just make you think like oh this guy's just gonna die it's really just a wrestling match with the ladder incorporated in it which is pretty cool especially if you're a more old school fan um you can never go wrong with brett and sean in the ring together um and, and this is definitely uh you know one for the record books just because it's the first ever ladder match so that's one i recommend to check out it's definitely a little bit of a hidden gem in wwf history that they really don't talk about too much um, and that's going to put a bow on episode 107. So again, you can follow Sheena on Instagram at Chick Foley. Follow Marco on Twitter at Chick Foley Show. And please, again, subscribe and review. We're good, Again, we're going to be giving away the Blood and Guts AEW 2 pack. And um, all you got to do is leave a review on iTunes for that. So stay tuned to Sheena's Instagram, Marco's Twitter uh, to get the details as we start to publicize those this week. Um, you can join our Patreon at ChickFoleyShow.com. And remember to always support us on Ringside Collectibles and save 10% on your orders by using code ChickFoley. Uh, Marco, any closing thoughts before we head out? Stay classy. I couldn't say it better myself. Enjoy <laughs> TLC. We'll talk to you guys next week.